Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Tingles Podcast. For full versions of the songs featured on this show, please find a link in the liner notes to our Tingles episode Spotify playlist, where all the tracks are featured in order of their appearance. All right, we are back. <laughs> Episode two, Leon's Groovy Cut. Gr- cut or cuts? Did you guys prefer cuts? It's cut. It's cut. It's, it's cut. Yeah. So it was one cut. It was Leon. So tell LGC me who, works. Just, so so get, t- t- tell me about Leon and his Groovy Cut. Who, who was Leon? He was like the school janitor or something, wasn't he? He was the janitor at Bears Road Shopping Center. Uh, oh, okay. He was a school cake. Bears Road Shopping Center. Yeah, yeah and, that's right. And how did you guys man. know his name was Leon? Or did he have a name tag? tag? Okay, and, and, he, and he actually had a groovy cut. Was that he had? Was cool? Yeah, probably a regrettable haircut looking back. <laughs> moulet. <laughs> a moulet. And so, what, French like, moulet. <laughs> where did the name of the band come from? Like, what? Uh, who? Who was like? Oh my gosh, that guy's haircut is groovy. Let's name our band after his cut. I don't know why that was a good idea. I I remember like making fun of that guy's haircut quite a bit, but uh, I don't know why we called it groovy. I don't know why we thought that was a good name for a band. All I mean, it is, it is a very good name. I mean, looking back, it is a good name. It's one of those names that um, it c- kind of stands the test of time, really, especially when you can shorten it to LGC. So yeah. it, it's, it, it works out that way because <laughs> this is the first time anybody has ever told us that's a good name. So thank well, you. I think it is because you can go with Leon's groovy, <laughs> Leon's groovy cut. And people are like, oh, what does that mean? But if you say LGC, it's like, oh, that sounds kind of cool, actually. Like these guys, these guys sound like they know what they're doing. So the thing, the thing I was most excited about was the logo. The silhouette of the janitor holding yes. the broom or whatever, <laughs> yes. with the mullet and the hat on, it would have been deadly silhouette. It circle, would have been boom, side of the private plane. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and you'd need like a, a seven forty seven to put that on. <laughs> yeah, that's really. right. So, it needs to be right. really yeah. big. We're not talking like just any plane. It's not a little prop <laughs> yeah, plane. Man, yeah. I, I designed that in Fred Seyu's art class on his, I put like Mac one for, for all my years of art class. All I ever did was design LGC <laughs> album covers that never came out and draw pubic triangles. On I try to get Matt to laugh. He, we'd be sitting and I'd just be like, I draw a little triangle and send it over to Matt. On oh my frame. God. Is that a pubic triangle? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic name for a concept album. The pubic triangle. <laughs> oh, be cut. Exactly. You know, late teens, boys, virgins, yeah. all of you. Um, <laughs> exploring girls for music. It was just safer that way. Yeah, it was so yeah. safer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you had to do that. Uh, Emo- emotionally and physically. So we're, we're this is part two of, of our hopefully no more than two-part series of Leon's Groovy Cut. <laughs> God we'll see, we'll see what happens if Ouch. and when the Pubic Triangle concept album uh, comes yeah. out, finally. <laughs> we, might have, we might have a third episode to discuss that. Because that's tingles of a whole different kind when we get into that album. But, oh boy! Um, Fred uh, Sayer presents. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I'd love to talk to Fred now, but <laughs> get him on the show. That would <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, be amazing. Yes, we're going to continue on. So when we when we left off last, I think Bob, you got the thumbs up last time around. And I think we ran thumbs the up, we ran man. the table, so everybody got through yeah, one song. Everybody yeah. had a thumbs up on that, yeah. which was great. We were we were sort of talking. Mike, about, you get a song at some point here? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll I'll, oh, I'll maybe. wrap things okay. up and show you what it's all about. Maybe at the end of this, <laughs> <laughs> the real tingles were. Um, the LGC is opening for another act again. Yeah, I want to thank all the little people who opened for me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks to the GLC over yeah, here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they've got the initials because I'd never remember the name of the band. Um, I think when we were last talking about you guys. 
I, I wanted to jump to like the, the, the breakup of the band because I love those kinds of things. But I think you guys wanted to still pull us back into the heyday of the band. So tell us about the heyday of, of LGC. Like, let's, let's be honest here. You're not going to dig up this heyday of LGC. <laughs> it, it, it took place over, what, a period of... Months? Uh, Days? Matt, when did we start? When, one, when night, start? one night, I'd say. One night. <laughs> one night. <laughs> busy no, night. It, was ni- it was 94 to 2003, wasn't it? The very end of 95. It was when we just started. And that was just us deciding we were in a band. None of us knew how to play instruments. <laughs> we're in a band. We've got a band um, six years later. Let's start to play instruments. Yeah, none, none of us could do anything. None of us could do anything. No, not at, at all. that point. Not at all. No. It was brutal. But I would say the two heydays, like we the two did play uh, in the cafeteria of Halifax West. Okay, quite a that's, bit. that's and a I big think one. those were kind of popular yeah. shows. A lot of people saw us, and uh, and then at some points of the the Planet Pool run, yeah. were actually mm. quite big shows. Halifax West is the high school for those who aren't familiar with yes. that. About what a student body of about a thousand ish in Halifax West, roughly. Never thought I about know. it. I would probably guess. like I think St. Pat's was twenty five hundred Kiwi. It was probably two thousand. Those are that many. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was a good, so good we size. Two thousand people. Yeah. Capacity crowd. Whether they wanted to be there or not. No, <laughs> close the doors. Yeah. If, if you want, if you want to include the pep rally at the larger. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, St. Pat's pep rally. St. Pat's yeah. pep rally. And that you did yeah. a pep rally in the gymnasium, a full packed gymnasium in the center. Yeah. <laughs> in the center. Of I the think gymnasium. the uh, student body was under the impression that it was going to be a pep rally for the football team, and the LBC <laughs> was treating it as their own. Personal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank so, you. So the, the contrast was it was something else. Yeah. All right, we're going to play a new song, you fucker. (laughs) Everybody quiet. Listen up. There's a couple quiet parts in it. You don't want to pay attention to lyrics in this one. I remember about like our our third or fourth song, one of which was Remote Control by Age of Electric, which was almost going to be one of my songs tonight. Yeah. We 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 just didn't stop playing songs, and the football team was lined up. I remember someone from the gym door, and I could see the football team standing there for like, I mean, they thought it was their pep rally, right? So they were lined up. I'm just like, oh, we're gonna have to stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're we're talking like around early 2000s, I guess, at this point. And uh, so the band kind of wrapped things up in 2003. Yes. Yeah. 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 We put out a record and then abandoned it. Abandoned immediately. Abandoned ship. And we we worked on that record while while Ace, you were in university. While I and Pat and I were in university. Matt, you were in. Well, yeah, you were in college at that point as well. So like we were all sort of doing our. Or, or stuff so we'd only ever work on it once in a while right so high, but, so high school you guys you survived the high school years and now you're into university and yeah okay people vanished went yeah. different ways and then uh, and, and how, and did, then, how yeah. did this influence your musical taste so we, with a part one of the oh, show sure. we, we we played um some music probably from maybe your earlier days and and are we getting into like your darker phase now or like yeah, no, it, I think we ended up sort of ver- like sort of moving into towards a bit of a darker direction. And that was that was sort of evident in those songs later on that showed up on Delay. And Delay was really like a mixed bag, <laughs> yeah. like a mixed bag of everything that we'd ever sort of done. Right. Um, whether or not it was the best stuff we'd ever done, it was just ended up sort of being like, hey, let's just finish this thing and we'll move on. And, and it was so yeah. it was only the, the one the one album that you guys released, correct? Yeah, we put out like a three yeah. song EP, but I don't know if we actually put it out or not. I think we no. just sent it to a contest. A contest. <laughs> yeah. We burned a few copies. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's, right. it's, in, it's interesting to, to talk like that. Cause I feel like we recorded so much stuff and yeah, it's Dude. still interesting to me that what ended up on delay 
that 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 was really the only album that LGC ever really released. I guess you could call it that. If you yeah. order a thousand CDs, that's a release. <laughs> that's a release. That's a release. But um, yeah, we I I feel like we were always recording. Yeah, and we, we we've been you know talking about this over the last few months. It's so interesting what ended up being the songs selected for that album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what I'll say in defense of delay. We like to joke about, and not joke about, it's true. It feels like there was a lot of songs kind of forced together to put that album together. We have since gone through track by track, chatting on Zoom as a band. <laughs> I think we like most, if not all of the songs that we went through. It's true. Right? Ace is right. We, we've come out. Yeah. Remember you guys were all ripping, oh yeah, oh, Ace thinks all the songs are awesome or whatever. We came out like, everyone kind of likes the songs but they might not have fit all together on the same mm-hmm. album. Is mm-hmm. that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Somewhat. somewhat. I don't think I liked all the songs, so I think <laughs> kind of putting words into my mouth there a little bit. I think, <laughs> I think there was like, you know, two or three distinct sounds on that, that album. And I think you can all agree that we never should have stuck with uh, one of those sounds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those. The, uh, like the predominant no, sound on the record. The predominant, so. yeah, yeah. We, we had some really poppy fun tunes on that album and we were really good at that look and, at and we, face yeah, we, what? And you, you look back at the videos of us playing too and they were the songs that would also get really good crowd response mm-hmm. and uh, yes but i don't mm-hmm. know we were too cool for them for yeah, some yeah. we definitely weren't too cool we were just maybe too stubborn yeah yeah on that note why don't we get on to some more music and we'll come back to lgc and and uh you know we're, we're sort of prolonging the whole story about the demise of the band um, but 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 let's uh, yeah. let's let's get on with some music. So let's go in reverse order this time. So uh, Bob, let's start with you. Yeah, I've, I think I've got I think I got a good jam. I was uh, wasn't sure which one to play by this particular artist. This record's come up recently again, uh, Matt. And when we we took our trip, this was one of the records uh, we were playing when we were on a bit of a road trip. And I think it's a good one. I still like think a lot about it in terms of like what I would envision us sounding like if we had have uh, structured ourselves around a sound. I think this is probably a pretty nice place to to land. I think with the type of music that we play the atmosphere and i like the vocals in this so this has a bit of a draw for me i think we've used it as a reference when we've been recording the new stuff which is sort of fun as well so this is a song by pete yorn for nancy and it's from music for the morning after That's for Nancy by Pete Yorn. And you know what? It was probably supposed to be Life on a Chain. But hey, that's okay. Um, I chose the wrong song for the record. I like that song, but I think I like the first two tracks on the record better. Did you just download yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good song, but I could have I picked a better song. If we needed a tiebreaker, that was it. So, so, so as a whole, then, what are you thinking, Pat, on that song? I mean, Bob. Bob saying that the al- the album is strong. What do you think of that song? Yeah. Well, well, I was I was muted. I think intentionally, but I was gonna I was saying the same thing. You could pick probably most songs on that album, and it would fit what I think Bob yeah. is getting at with that song. It's hard to give any song on that album a thumbs down. And the sound, we always loved the sound of Pete's voice on that, and we always referenced it a lot whenever we were trying to make our stuff sound good. We was like, I'll oh, put on put on that album and listen to them back to back. So. 
I'll give it a thumbs up. All right. Well, there's one. Thumbs Matt, up. What are, you, Matt, what are you thinking about that? I'm okay with it. I, I like it when it gets really loud. I don't like the guitar sounds anymore. I'll say that. I think it's a little pop punky or something little, like little that. A little dated, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I find his vocals a little over affected in hindsight, but I'm going to give you a thumbs up. Hey, listen, I'll take, I'll take a thumbs up. I'm putting it in my pocket. I love you, Matt. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Get a thumbs up for my review. <laughs> thumbs up for the review. What about the song, Andrew? Are you giving that a thumbs up? I like the song. I was obsessed with the album as well. We liked all the songs. Also, Matt, you and I saw, we saw him live, did we not? Yes, and didn't he play with Granddaddy? Too? Yeah, he opened. Uh, uh, Granddaddy, okay. Yeah, that was a good show. He opened yeah. for Granddaddy. Remember last time I talked to you about this, we couldn't figure out if he opened for Granddaddy or Granddaddy opened for him. I don't. I feel like Granddaddy opened for him, honestly. Bob's right, and Pat. We we were all into those tunes. It was a full album of good songs. So yes, I'm I'm in. I'm in. There was a quiet song that he actually did that I really liked. Um, I'm not sure if it was on that album or not. I'm a couple of years older than you guys, maybe four or five years older than you guys. Musical. You're way older than us. Okay. Am I that much? Am I more than five? Whoa, years? whoa, man! Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> How old are six, you, man? Six, six years older than you guys. Seven? Oh, it's all, listen, 1980. We're not going around the room and, and throwing out numbers, though. So. <laughs> What's your no, birthday, no, no. Pat? What's your birthday? Let's so just keep old. going. Let's just skip the birthday thing. I don't know why I was never a Pete Yorn fan either. I, I never really, there was one song and I was, like I said, I was trying to find it earlier, the song that I actually liked by him. It was a quieter song. It was just him. He's almost sort of whispering into the microphone when he sings a song. Uh, and if I find it before the end of the show, I will let you know. But I didn't love that song, I have to say. I've, I've heard it before, but for some reason, it was listenable, but it was like background music for me. Yeah. It wasn't something I was going to listen to and go, oh my God, like this is great. I'm going to put that on repeat. For me, it's a thumbs down, I think. It doesn't really do much for me, but you know what? There's You guys all gave it a thumbs up. And no, no it's got to be. Tentative, it was tentative thumbs up. For a thumbs <laughs> I gave it a tentative thumbs up. Play that super depressing music, Bobby. What, are you going to cry? Yes. <laughs> Come on, cry, baby. Cry for me. Come on. <laughs> cry. Man. It was tough. That's up next. Okay. This one is a little outside of the scope of LGC, but it was around that time that I discovered this artist and this song. And uh, she's become one of the kind of cornerstone artists of my life. I listen to all the time, particularly this record. Uh, I think with this song, it's one of the most fascinating arrangements I've ever heard. Lyrically, it blows me away. It's just like listening to a really mysterious, strange movie. Uh, When you listen to this, it kind of takes you to this other world. Uh, This is Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. It's you and me. What I love about that song is I think it fundamentally shaped uh, hip hop and indie rock. That's Big Boy from Outkast's favorite song ever. And there's an amazing video on, of uh, him on YouTube talking about all his favorite parts of it, the drum sounds. 
there's so many things in the sound and the production that influence bands like The Knife and Fever Ray and uh, all these different types of acts. And when you watch uh, Making Of, uh, that whole record, the synthesizer that she was using was so primitive that it was like coding software to get those sounds. They did this amazing... Uh, breakdown of uh, how it all came together and it just took forever to make everything sound the way that's it cool did. it was uh, 1985 mm-hmm. that thing came out that sounds as fresh as like today it's crazy yeah it's insane that was uh sort of right in my wheelhouse um it's funny because a friend of mine uh we used to joke about him having the worst musical taste and he had the 45 so the the actual vinyl 45 of we don't have to take our clothes off by jermaine stewart his parents had this house in, in Clayton Park area of Halifax. His parents basically gave he and his brother the house, and they moved to the south shore of Nova Scotia. So they were never really around. And he had this little record player that he would put in the kitchen, and we would play these 45s. And he had Wuthering Heights, and he had – we don't have to take our clothes <laughs> off. And I forget what the other one was. He had, he had like three or four 45s. And he would, That's he a basically, fucking party, man. You know, he played the, so you know, there's a bunch of us sitting around listening to "We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off" uh, and 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 Wuthering Heights, and not you guys exactly have Wuthering Heights. Oh my god, I, I love the song, and uh, yeah, and when this album song. came out, I, I, I there were a couple of songs on on this album um, that I really liked, and she had a duet with Peter Gabriel later on. Don't give yeah, up. Don't give up. Was really good as well, and I always liked the yeah. fact that she was so unique in, especially like when you think back to the mid '80s when. Again, when we talk about formulaic music and everybody was starting to follow a similar formula and she was so out of the box and, and sort of out there that I, I was kind of drawn to her music a little bit. I didn't like all of it, but I certainly liked this song and I certainly would give her an A for effort at the time when you know she was trying to do her own thing and, and certainly think outside the box of what was going on at the time. And, and I really, really liked mm-hmm. this song. I always liked it. As you mentioned, there's, there's so much going on in that song, like in terms of, of the percussion track and the drum track there. You can imagine the synthesizer, like you said, trying to, to program those synthesizers in those days. Would have been writing lines of code <laughs> to get them to, to do what you wanted them to do. So it's definitely a thumbs yeah. up for me. I, I've always loved that song. One of the things about the show is you get to hear some of these songs again, maybe for the first time. You, you kind of listen to them with a different ear than you've listened to them for a while. And so that song comes up every once in a while on different playlists I have. And, and I, you listen to it, but you don't appreciate it the way when again when you're listening to it again with a more critical ear the way you appreciate it and it, and it is such a great song mm-hmm. well-crafted song so definitely a thumbs up for me great ace what about you i didn't even know half the shit that you guys have been talking about that makes it way more impressive this rolling drum beat that goes basically through the whole song is really really cool it connects the whole song keeps the whole mm-hmm. thing going that's really neat. i yeah. had never heard the song before either i know a lot of kate bush <laughs> tunes thumbs up for me sounds good yeah that was that was my first time hearing that song too so this is definitely a first impression to me. the 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 drum sounded very '80s, like to me right away. I was like, "Yeah, that oh, fits yeah. the period." What stuck oh, yeah. out to me was uh, the other synthesizer sounds. I thought were really interesting for that era of of what I know of that era. Um, the vocal performance is amazing, and I don't know like anything about her, but she sounds almost like professionally trained, like she could be an opera singer, right? Like she has that that big sound and her range down low is really impressive the vocal performance yeah. and um the backing vocals i thought they were so neat and really creative for that era so i'm giving it a thumbs up that's three thumbs up and it's my turn to give a thumbs up thumbs down i can't give it a thumbs down i i loved it uh, i've never heard it i know i think i remember you seeing kate bush in your cd wallet or catalog or 
cradle or whatever the hell those things were back in the day when you had all your CDs up. Uh, so I, I think it's I think it's a wicked track. I but like I've never heard it. So I'm surprised that it ended up on this show because uh, I don't hear any LG. Like I'm not like oh that's that that influenced this track because we definitely don't have anything in that space. But I loved it, and I wish we did. Once in a while, I'll, I'll dip into like some some dance music from like Robin and a few of those those artists. And you so strongly hear the influence of this on that. And in 1985, to be able to produce something like that, I mean, now we're all sitting around with our computers, and we could probably find similar sounds like in Logic or like you know the built-in uh, audio stations that we've got just on a laptop. Making that then and it sounding as good as it does—that's a feat, man. That's pretty sweet. Well, she she's an artist that gets referenced all the time. All the time, yeah. even now. Very influential. Like yeah, sure. here we are, 30, 40 years later. It's still referenced. You'll still read about someone, mm-hmm. and they'll reference her, or they'll mention her name, or whatever. And if you've never heard Weathering Heights, go back and listen to that song. Like yeah. you, you, you kind of, you kind of kick yourself why you ever read the book in high school English, because you just listen to the song and you know, all about he, he oh, Heathcliff, cool. the whole story's there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, like, the Moors and everything. The Moors and climbing in the window and Heathcliff. Yeah. <laughs> well, that album is really interesting because Ian uh, Fraser, a uh, common friend of Oliver's refers to us as refers to it as the best EP of all time because the first five songs are does he really yeah well it's a, it's an LP though yeah it, like for the first five songs they're just perfect and they're all sonically different yeah because after that halfway through it just goes nuts for the rest of it it's yeah. all these like strange like horror movie experiments yeah it's really cool but for the first five songs like cloud busting and house of love yeah that's right yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. it's yeah. so good it's brilliant about that song yeah that's it. Uh, I think that's that was her her thing too. Is that she was just very experimental. So she mm-hmm. she was trying some different things and she didn't uh, give a shit about a full album. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a All thumbs right. up, Maddie. Yeah. Good job. When you have a tear in your eye, then it's okay. Hey, Matt, you're allowed okay to produce the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Matt's a tough act to follow. But um, and that was a really cool direction that that the show went. I'm going to bring it back to the LGC, and uh, more specifically, I'm going to bring it back to a very influential song to me when I was sort of learning to play guitar around when these guys gave me a call and invited me to be in the band. This one's more about uh, the story behind this song and how I how I started playing with the LGC than anything else than the song itself probably, but. Some of these guys might even know, I actually auditioned for another band before the LGC. It was some some guys I knew from school, and they sort of invited me over, said, oh, here, play guitar. Forget exactly how the conversation went, but I ended up at one of their houses playing guitar, and they were sort of like, you know, play us a play us some guitar. And this is the song that I played, and it's a song that, um, that I loved at the period. I still like the song. So I played this song, and they okay, said, okay, we'll be right back. And they went in the other room for a few minutes, <laughs> obviously to have a discussion about me yeah. and whether or not they're going to let me into their band. And they came back out, and it, it was a hard no. It was uh, Whoa, really? Yeah. They did wow. it in person? Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, you know. Who are these you know, fucking assholes? Really nice to you, you know. And, and, and that was sort of that. And I think, <laughs> I forget the period of time, maybe like a couple months or something. But that was, so that was my first attempt at joining a band. Oh, my God. Who are these guys? <laughs> I shut you down. Animals, animals. So uh, I got the call from Andrew, I think. 
think it was framed as a tryout at the beginning. And I was Bob like, we, do, we don't have tryouts, just join the fucking band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you play your instrument? Yeah. yeah. Can you play yeah. guitar or not really? Come yeah. on over, Bob. Yeah, pretty much. Bob picked me up in his 323. That's like, right, yeah. Uh, I think the extent of my audition was, uh, quote, uh, hey, man, how many pedals do you have? <laughs> and I answered three, which I think you guys were really impressed with. Yeah. And then pedals. Matt said, here's your here's your first guitar part. And it was Transparent Me. And, and that was it. Yeah, I'm glad it went that way because it's been a lot of fun making music with these guys. So the song that I played at my pre-LGC edition is a Blind Melon song called Change. I don't feel the sun's coming out today. Staying in, it's gonna find another way. Yeah, yeah. As I sit here in this misery, I don't think I'll ever know, Lord, see the sun from here. No. Yeah, and that tune, um, the mandolin influence showed up later in LGC. It did, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a strange message when times are hard, you got to change. That's not the usual advice you get from people. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just watched a documentary um, that uh, Danny Bones made. And Danny Bones is a famous photographer that actually played that harmonica part with them live at Woodstock 99. And Shannon Hoon, um, from before the band was famous until his death, videotaped almost everything he was just constantly running vhs tapes much like the lgc and uh, the documentary is heartbreaking but amazing it's just all cut together from their getting signed to a major label the shannon having his kid uh right through to new orleans where he died and they have this tape of him saying uh on a call with his wife i feel like i've got to get out of the city uh as soon as possible or i'm never going to get out of here and then he was dead the next day it's crazy but a really moving movie and uh, i love that band i've always Mm -hmm. loved that band mouthful of cavities was was on my list as well yeah that was a Um, great one too the acoustics in the room and the treatment was just just so fresh it felt mm-hmm. really interesting but yeah now that's a that's a thumbs up pat i can hear the influence in there and i can't believe those guys didn't take you in that's a great song dude what, what were you playing pat were you playing acoustic or the slide part acoustic guitar yeah. uh, okay i love that part of the story because when pat came to us it was like this is my buddy come and join us buddies or whatever and it was done deal you guys yeah. weren't like well, can you hit a fucking whatever on your yeah, fucking yeah. thing or whatever? It was just like, oh, Ace, your your buddy's here? That was yeah. it. It was done. And you were in That's the band. You were in the band. <laughs> that is giving me the tingles. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since those yeah. first few chords, it was just addictive making music together. It, the, the thing with me with uh, with Blind Melon, again, um, in that era, there were so many of these bands that, that – had had a similar sound and for me blind melon was always like what is it no rain is that the song mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and and the little girl dressed as a bumblebee like yeah there was yeah. only so much of that i could take at that time yeah. but there were there were i'll call this like a deeper track there were tracks that 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 weren't necessarily radio hits that um uh i didn't own any of their at the time cds uh i would have transitioned from from cassettes into cds at this point in time I didn't own any of their their actual music, but um, a friend of mine used to listen to to their CD. Not the same guy that had Jermaine Stewart and uh, Kate Bush, um, but but another friend of mine used to listen to these guys in their in his car. He had a he had a uh, Chevy Cavalier, and we used to he would always drive us downtown Halifax, and we'd go out and and drink, and and he'd drive us home 
and uh, he had, he was into all kinds of different music, but this was one of the CDs he had was the Blind Melon CD. And I remember, you know, you're, look, you're looking at the cover of the CD with that little girl uh, dressed as the Bumblebee, and this is going to be crap. And, but there were actually some really good songs, and this was one of the songs on that CD that I kind of liked. Uh, like I said, I was never really big into them. But again, listening to the song again for the first time in probably 20 years since I've heard this song, it's definitely a song I want to listen to again with a more critical ear as opposed to just being influenced by... Uh, kind of my my prejudices at the time of what I would have listened to and liked. Right. So just hated bumblebees. Like it's I hated bumblebees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 all, I'm all about the murder hornets that kill honeybees. Man, um, hashtag twenty twenty. Environmentalists yeah. are gonna be all over this show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's fucking bumblebees, man. He hates bumblebees. Yeah. Ban this show. Twenty twenty. Mur- have you guys ever heard of murder hornets? Murder. Yeah. 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 I have heard of murder hornets. They're like just two inches long. Yeah, yeah, the, the size of my computer. Um, <laughs> but but can, you, I, can you imagine coming <laughs> into one of those being like, yeah. "What's that on my computer? Is that a bird?" Oh, that's just a murder hornet. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just just swipe it away. It's fine. Just, and someone's just like, "Oh, it's 2020," and you're just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." yeah. Do I die by COVID or die by murder? Murder hornet is one of the one of the two. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do bite the head off their victim for pleasure too. Uh, uh, for pleasure, yeah. yeah. They're murder hornets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, you are, you have the final decision. The long story short on this one is I, I will give that one a thumbs up. I actually really enjoyed that song. Um, it's it's it, it took me back to being in the old Chevy Cavalier heading downtown Halifax and being pleasantly surprised by the, the album with the Bumblebee girl on it. So so that's a thumbs up for me. All right, Pat. record with that song is evening out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's getting interesting. <laughs> so it's getting Ace. interesting. So we're, we're down to Andrew, Ace, wow. as the boys in the band call him. The boys are back in town. No, uh, <laughs> Ace, if you don't play Steve Miller, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm not going to play Steve Miller. <laughs> I've heard one Steve Miller song, and I fucking hate it. I ain't complaining, but I sure like to find I've heard two true. Steve Miller songs, and I hate them both. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the second one. That's the second Bobby's one. singing the second one. No, I used to, when I used to stay uh, at, at Andrew's house, one time we stayed there, we we go we go we go and get get pretty messy. And his brother Colin was a year younger, and uh, this is sort of like what I did to you, Matt. But I I put on full blast "True Fine Love" on repeat. <laughs> what song is that? True Fine Love. I don't do you know. know that, do you know that song? Happy not to. You might have to play it, Bob, because you would know it if you heard it. It yeah. is "True Fine Love." It's like, it is unbelievable. It's like I will end my friendship with you, kind of sad. It's like, I'm done with you. It's <laughs> over. I never want to see you again. I got no problems. This is all right. Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. <laughs> hey, man, go to bed, man. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Get <laughs> set up for the night. Oh, I know this song. <laughs> you remember that Bobby? He was trying song. to sleep and you just put it on repeat and it was so fucking loud. <laughs> oh my god. And so it loud. kept restarting. It kept restarting. <laughs> Holy shit. I saw him here in Halifax a few years ago. It was actually a pretty good show. And I can't remember if he did that song or not. 
Well, if you didn't, you missed out. Ace, you're you're up for song number two for you for the evening. You've waited a long time all the way. And we know it's back. not going to be Steve Miller. I've been waiting all night. I don't even know what to do. So what I'm going to do... Two minutes of silence? <laughs> two minutes of silence. Yeah. We could all use it. <laughs> we're talking about bands that were putting stuff out in like kind of the mid to late 90s. And I'm going to stick with like kind of the shoegaze i was doing the jesus and mary chain thing and spiritualized and things like this so i'm going to choose an early spiritualized song mm. and we're going to go to the second spiritualized album lay back in the sun is this on laser guided it's on pure phase okay. second album yeah my theme for the night has been i want to pick songs by artists that i still listen to today and and this is certainly one of them this is spiritualized I'm gonna play uh play some verve to steal your vote. You get it? You what get do you it? get? What do you, you come it? on, man? Why you gotta be <laughs> such a jerk about that? <laughs> no, no, this is a good choice. Ace, Ace, uh, you were always in big into spiritual. It was too much. It was too much. No, you zip it for a second, okay? You just take the <laughs> take the judgment. I like uh both the choices. I think they're I don't know if we ever really ended up in a place where we were playing stuff like this, but I always really liked it. I got I got more into shoegaze later on when I was up in in Toronto, living in Toronto. I, I like spiritualized. I do find it a little repetitive for my liking. It just sure does go on. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So I, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna give you a thumbs up because uh I think it's just, it's it's very you. And I like you. So there you go. Wow, we're doing they were dancing all around the real answer there. What do so, you really think about? Yeah, that? exactly. Give it, to, give it to me. We know you like me. Ace. That's not. Yeah. No, no. Listen, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't like the song. It was repetitive, but I like you. So <laughs> fine. I think, Buddy. Mike. I think when you get into re- reviewing it, you're gonna say you're gonna say that song's too long, and I would probably agree with that statement. It's too long, but I was into it. Wow. Uh, so yeah. he's shuffling his beefs down to Mike. Why would? Why do you hate uh, spiritualized, Mike? Why, why do I hate it? Um, I would say I hate it. I uh, I strongly dislike the song, but I don't hate it. I'm only joking. I, I don't strongly dislike it. I do, to, just to echo what you said, but I'll be a brave person and actually uh, follow through. It, it is a long song. It does start to get a bit repetitive towards the end. Yeah. Of it. I liked it. You know, if, if, if he trimmed about 30 to 45 seconds off the end of that song, and just sort of one of those songs just like stops. <laughs> it would have been it would have been great. I would have liked that. But it just sort of drags on to the point where you're sort of like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. The wall of sound, again, you know, I'm a sucker for that. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And you're trying to pick out all the all the sort of uh, uh, instrumental nuances that are happening throughout the song and especially at the end. But after after 30 just seconds of it, it, it's like, okay, I think I get everything that's happening here. You don't need to give me another 30 seconds of that. It just got a little bit long and repetitive for me. I hadn't heard that song before, just to, to put that out there. It's one of those songs that maybe with another listen, I might be like, yep, I actually really like this. But first listen to that song, my first impression is it's not a, a tingle song for me. Okay. So, you know, if you guys covered that or put it out on your next album, I'm probably not buying it. So oh, <laughs> there you go. Whoa. 
Wow. Now, Thanks for doing the dirty work, Mike. Is it okay. not all originals on the XLGC album? Well, we're, not, we're not playing anybody else. You're not doing a cover album? Oh, spaghetti no. yeah. that type of thing. Right. Okay. So we're going straight to the spaghetti. Mike, incident. I have nothing to do with the creative process. I have no idea. <laughs> we can skip. We can skip over. We can skip Will over. Will you shut up? Will you shut up? Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. Pat, Pat's going to give us his impression. Yeah, yeah. So spiritualized. So I, th- I feel like I, I know spiritualized uh, well enough to know what to expect from that song. I was really into Ladies and Gentlemen Floating in Space. I, I kind of like all the stuff that you guys don't like about Spiritualize because they're really good at like creating that ambiance. And then I feel like the LGC adopted some of what they do and that we would we would write these parts, like a guitar part, and create all this atmosphere with it and then just play it the whole song and then layer stuff on. And so if you notice in that song, something new happens every four bars of that song. And sometimes it's as simple as a new little tambourine part and I just think that they're just one of those bands, and that song's a great example where you just sort of zone out and enjoy the parts as they layer on top of each other and enjoy the atmosphere it makes. So, uh, I mean, there's a couple spiritualized tunes I could have put on my list, and so I'm giving it a thumbs up. Whoa. <laughs> thumbs up. Okay. Matt, so, you're up. Suck it. Suck it, guys. Yeah, Jerks. so a, down, a thumb down for me, thumbs up from Pat, a, a Bob sort of like... He's thumbless. Totally thumbless. thumbless. Yeah. <laughs> Go for hey, it, so I just want to talk about what good friends we are and that I like you. No, I love I love Spiritualized. I, I don't know if I've actually heard that tune before, but it's great. I'm a big fan of Drone. And uh, like I love Brian Jonestown Massacre, and that reminded me mm. of that a lot. Mm. I was surprised how sunshiny the vocals are for Jay Spaceman. Yeah, it's really just want to have a good time with my friends. Um, but it was awesome. There's some really nonsense keyboards on the top of it, but it made it all pretty fascinating. I'm, so, I'm super into it. I liked it a lot. Are we are we a thumbs up on that one or a thumbs down? I, I'm a I'm a thumbs down. Bob's a thumbs. I think no we're thumbs. a thumbs down. How does it work? Is it majority or is it one? I mean, it really should be majority, and you guys, you guys are all like well, I, got, I got a thumbs down. I'm, listen, I'm not crying over here. But I'm thumbs down. Is thumbs fair. Down? I accept right. the thumbs down. It's not my favorite spiritualized. So, Mike, you wanted to hear I was about trying why to we stay... broke up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this sounds like there's a story behind this. All right. So, so let's let's before before we before we vote on this song, let's let's hear that story because that might change my mind. Go ahead, Pat. I was I was gonna say I think it kind of happened in stages. I feel like I mm. had a chance to make music with all of you guys, maybe except. Andrew individually in various stages of LGC breakups. So I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, there was that one last show we played at the planet that was definitely, that was a definitive last show for sure. Yeah. Cause I came, Andrew and I moved to Toronto and I came mm. back and stayed and Andrew was doing super well up there. So he didn't come back. And that was kind of just the end of LGC as a, as proper LGC. It was just, mm. I just, I hate you. Like there wasn't a breakup though. Like we didn't break up. We're all still best buds, aren't we? Yeah, mm, I mean, that's he, what they say in the book. Oh, you, Mike, you have the book. You have the book. <laughs> yeah, we, we sure. every LGC behind the music, the story, <laughs> the whole chapter of Andrew. <laughs> it's called "Delayed" by Pat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that was it. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a formal breakup, but. Then, so what what year was this? Two thousand two. That would have been the end of two thousand three, I think, when that okay. was going on. And, then, uh, and so a couple of you guys are in Toronto. Pat, where were you at this point? Because it sounds like you're in Calgary now. Right? I was. A, I think I was one of the last standing people in Halifax. 
we had a lot riding on delay for the band. Like we all knew that the writing was sort of on the wall, that we're not going to be professional musicians <laughs> in any way, yeah. shape or form, but we all loved making music. We finished recording delay and it was like, delay is going to either be sort of popular and keep us in the game or, or it's over. Mm-hmm. I think you, you guys jump in. That's sort of how I felt. No, no, yeah, that's, definitely. That's, that's bang on. Yeah. I yeah. think it was just the lack of understanding of how you made something popular too. Mm-hmm. Again, like all of our songs, if it didn't work at the release show, then that was yeah. it. So we put <laughs> yeah. the album out one night and it was a failure the next morning for us. Yeah. We, yeah. That's right. We didn't win. No famous. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It just kind of drifted from there. So no one knows what's going to be the next popular hit. Mm-hmm. Right? We we did, and we just stopped playing the song. We we thought we did. Yeah, we had a hit song. We just never played it. We never played it. This is it. This is the hit. I mean, the music industry, when you think back to those days too, was was very in flux because uh, much music was still a big influence in those days. You needed a oh, video yeah. in, in Canada. You needed a video, and you needed you needed that exposure on much music. And to that end, you needed um, much East to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And sure. if you didn't have something that was going to get picked up by much music, mm. uh, unless you got on um, Route 104, Route 104, yeah, exactly. Oh, so if you yeah. didn't get picked up on Route 104, or you didn't get picked up on Much East, that was those were your avenues. I mean, where else were you going to get heard? Really, C- CBC, yeah. they they had a, yeah. a few a few select artists they plugged a lot. Um, and if you weren't one of that select few, there really wasn't weren't a lot of avenues for you unless you had some kind of a breakthrough hit that was a surprise hit really yeah yeah we made it to route 104 that was about it oh so you, you guys did make it to route 104 we did we've got a yeah. decent amount of play on q104 yeah okay. with a song okay. called let you down yeah but it was mainly around that contest but uh i think they played something off delay once okay. it came out yeah yeah on, on yeah. his thoughts so so this tension on the on the last show what was that all about just, just knowing that things were not going to go the way you thought. Yeah, yeah. it was probably something I did, honestly. <laughs> yeah, something you did. Yeah, <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think we all just kind of knew it was our last show. No, it's just yeah. we're not going to be able to play music for our professional lives. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was learning that lesson for another decade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> it took me a long yeah, Bob fucking time. Kept pushing the yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. B- yeah, Bob, by the way, went on to make some really good music. Yeah. Well, and, I was, and I was, Andrew. And Ace, well, he yeah. hasn't stopped. Bobby well, hasn't but, stopped. But we He's also did. fucking great music, Bob. You I haven't stopped. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it was ever make. I, I think the best, the, the most fun I ever had uh, making music was with the four of you guys. And uh, and that was pretty much it. I mean, it was just always, there was there was other groups that we formed, but it was never quite the same, you know, like back in, back in the day, you're with your best buds. Uh, and, and you, you started playing instruments together and then, and then you move on for me, you know, confidence was already an issue in terms of, uh, singing and all those things. And then when you move on, you start your own band, you're like, Oh my God, when am I going to be found out that I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing? <laughs> you know? So I think there was a re- sort of a relaxing sort of calmness around LGC mm-hmm. where, you know, we're just fucking figuring it out and nobody's asking too many questions and we just do it. And that's yep. what sort of made it magic. And that's why we made so many songs and we were able to shift our point of view from this genre to this genre to this genre. And like, and it was okay. It was just like, yeah, I learned this. Like there was no big questions that came out of it later on when I started writing, it got a little bit back to like, I want to make it so that I can make music for the rest of my life. It became a bit more of a pressure driven thing. Whereas mm. when it was with 
LGC. I just wanted it to work because it just, I wanted, I loved, I loved sitting in the studio with, with you guys and like listening to the end result of hours of work. It was just always so much fun. Yeah. That was very, that was very satisfying. What if we're going to make an album and we're going to go on the road for fun for six months? Well, I don't think anybody's going on the road anywhere, but I'll tell you. It's a virtual six months. I I love I love what we're doing now. I think the songs sound great. Fuck yeah. Let's make an album. That's what we're doing. I think I think we're we're on our way. We're working on it. (laughs) We've we've tossed this idea around a little bit. You know, there's there's a let's just say there's a lot of bands that put twenty years between albums. You know, like true. uh, look think of think of the band Boston. Like what was their, their big one was like seventy seven. Like that was like eighty nine yeah. was their next album. And is that right? Yeah, yeah it was like it was like a long time between between albums. So you know, there you guys go. aren't breaking new ground here. Like this is put us on that list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're next. Yeah, slow dive was cool like that. Slow dive mm-hmm. was like twenty, twenty five years or something like that. So it sounds it sounds like the pandemic has been has been good for you guys in, in a sense that you've been able to reconnect over Zoom and share some uh, musical content. Yes. Totally. Yeah, no, it's been great. Are you guys, are you guys thinking oh. about a new album, Andrew? What are the, what's the scoop there? Are you guys? We're absolutely together? thinking about a new album. Are we? Yeah, so the idea is we're taking all our songs from when we were in high school uh, and re-recording them now. So it's That's all the songs idea. we wrote when we were 15 and 16. Nice, and nice. Them together. And are you guys altering them at all or just basically like this is how it was when heavy, we were 15? Heavy alterations. And, yeah, we're touching them up a bit. <laughs> no, okay. Well, lyrically, though, it's all the same. Like, you know, Pretty I'm going close to, lyrically, you know, yeah. Matt Matt wrote a lot about heroin abuse and uh, <laughs> I did. That's not even a in joke. high school. Really? Yeah, yeah. I really love train spotting and I wrote about heroin and almost oh, yeah. every single Train spotting was a good movie and I just thought it was cool. As long as you were <laughs> living through the movie. So who gets the last song of the night? Because I think Should Well, I would say it's either uh Pat or or uh Matt. You guys yeah. have uh Who's got it? My thought is that we should uh, we should give it to, to Mike for being so patient. Yeah, Mike, that yeah, I think I agree with that. God. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, Mike put us a song. It you just better impress us. This better be Jesus. Serious. Don't fuck it up, Mike. <laughs> Good lord. Well, I'm going to pick an LGC song. No, I'm not really. Uh, that would be cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. This is this is this is a run about heroin addiction. Uh, I've never been addicted to heroin. I don't even know what heroin is. But uh, no, this um, I guess because we're sort of in this in this time frame of uh, the late '90s ish. I, again, being a few years older than you guys, five or six or seven, whatever we figured out earlier, and I was married at this point. I had a couple, well, my, my daughter was born in 99. My son was born in 96. So right around the time when you guys were, were at your peak, I had two kids, um, was changing diapers, really. You know, there's <laughs> the shit you go through when your kids are younger. I was listening to, to different stuff, obviously, from you guys. I think everybody goes through that time frame in their life. I've got a, a friend of mine I work with who's, who's a, a big music guy. It calls it his lost years where his his daughter was born and for about the first six years of her life, he didn't listen to any new music basically <laughs> because you don't have time. And I was kind of the same other than I've, I've always been a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I've, I've always liked their stuff. Ooh, going, yeah. uh, Mother's Milk was what sort of drew me into them. But then they had a couple of albums before that. There was a greatest hits. So that was late 80s. And then you get into Mother's Milk and then and then Blood Sugar Sex Magic comes out after that. And then they had the album with uh, One Hot Minute with uh, Dave Navarro when mm-hmm. uh, John Frusciante left the band. It, it was okay. The band sort of went through a bit of a weird period there. Frusciante, if you guys know anything about uh, John Frusciante, had had major issues with, with uh, drugs and alcohol, drugs particularly heroin. The heroin. He could have written a heroin song. In fact, he did. He wrote a whole album, maybe two albums, 
where he was like, it's, it's almost heartbreaking to listen to some of the songs on those albums. He cleaned himself up, rejoined the band in 99, 98, 99, and they recorded uh, Californication, which was probably the, one of their biggest albums. Th- this song is from that album. I think my favorite overall album is, is By The Way, which came out in 2001 or two. But this song is from Californication, and it was written by Anthony Kiedis, I believe, but it was it's sort of almost biographical of what maybe John Fruscianti was going through. But I, I just really like this particular song. There's a certain vibe to it that I really liked. And this, this song is called Scar Tissue, and this is off of Californication. This is the Chili Peppers. When you think of scar tissue, again, I don't know how much you know about uh, John Frusciante and the, and the Chili Peppers, but he was so messed up at one point from drugs and injecting heroin into his arms that he had to actually have um, uh, skin grafts to remove the boils and the, and the needle marks on his arms. So the scar tissue sort of, uh, when you think about that, kind of refers back to to John Frusciante and him rejoining the band and, and just some of the experiences that they went through. The Uplift Mofo Party Plan was the album I was thinking of. That, that was the, uh, the, first, right. the first album that a, a friend of mine had of the Chili Peppers that I, I kind of dug. And then Mother's Milk was the, the one that I really got into, but I've been a fan of them since then. Um, but this album, when you compare it back to One Hot Minute, there's a lot of harmonies going on. Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, kind of funky, had, the, had that funk sound to it. This one is a little bit more melodic. And by the way, gets even more melodic than this one. There's a lot of harmonies going on in, in those songs. Anyway, I, I just always like this song. I like the metaphor of the lyrics, thinking about uh, John Fushanti rejoining the band. And this is what I was listening to at the time that you guys were like at your peak of popularity. Uh, peak of popularity is uh, it's a yeah, relevant term. That's an understatement. <laughs> we were huge. <laughs> understatement. All run first. Uh, I've always probably unfairly put there's like a group of this type of music that I just sort of like have never really gravitated towards. It's um, like Sublime and Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's been a few songs from both that I've been like, oh man, I really love this song. Actually, the Soul to Squeeze, I think, is a, like there's a bass line in yep. Soul to Squeeze, which is just like incredible. And I love it. And this was a huge record, like, and, and it was, was, a big it was one for playing them, yeah. everywhere. It was playing at all the parties that I did want to be at and probably didn't want to be at. So I've, I don't like, I feel like my view on it is somewhat tainted by that time because it was just such a huge album. And it was, I never maybe enjoyed it as much as I could have because, well, I was probably wrapped up in, in Radiohead. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the the listen. The, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are probably never going to be a tingle song for me. It's just, it just doesn't resonate that way, and and, and unfairly so probably. But that's my, uh, that's my. That's, un- that's unfortunate for you. That is unfortunate. Uh, for me. I'm expecting bigger things from Matt. Matt, what are you what are you saying oh, about this song? Put me up next. Okay, here's my thing. Uh, I'm a big Fushanti fan. I really like. Uh, the song Murder, um, which was in um, uh, one of the Spike Jones videos for Girl Skateboards. There's a segment that's amazing done with, I think it's actually that the skateboards are wrapped in uh, green screen and then they comp out the skateboards. So you see these people skateboarding and doing tricks uh, on the ground, like with an invisible skateboard. It's awesome. 
all that to hide from the fact that uh, Scar Tissue is one of my least favorite songs of all time, unfortunately. <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, I think it's, it's similar to what Bob's saying, where uh, I think it's just been tainted by time and, you know, a bunch of dickheads at parties picking <laughs> up acoustic guitars and playing that riff over and over again. And I really, I'm not a Ketis fan at all. And that kind of adds to the tension of that song for me is that I, I think the guitar work is kind of fascinating and this really, really interesting, like simplistic riff is, is played in such an interesting way. But Ketis singing over it just kind of kills me. And I really don't like Flea. I love Chad Smith. I like uh, Frashanti uh, mainly because of his story. Like just yeah, yeah. Such, such a... Uh, I don't know. He had such a, he was near death really. Like, I mean, and, and he had those albums. Uh, in fact, he's himself pulled, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the album. He basically pulled it, said, I don't want it sold anymore. Cause he recorded it at the height of his heroin addiction in order to make more money to buy heroin. And it's, what, and it's, what him, was that? I, I can't remember the name, but I have to, I'd have to look it up. But oh, he, yeah, he basically like, if there's, a, there's a couple of songs, there are a couple of songs on that album that are, they're, they're almost heartbreaking to listen to because the guy is completely messed up seeing these right. songs, basically trying to sell a couple. It's like a guy downtown busking, looking to make a few bucks to, to score, right? And that's what he was trying yeah. to do. And I, I've always liked uh, um, uh, Kiedis going back to uh, uh, Point Break. You remember the movie Point Break with yeah. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, uh, he was it. in it. Yeah, he was one of the bad guys in the movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. Know that. and he's got the big oh, evil right. tattoo on his back. That's that's Kiedis, Anthony Kiedis, and that. Oh, and uh, yeah, I so I, I've always kind of liked him. Flea, I'm the same as you with Flea. I, I've I'm sort of never been a big Flea guy. Anyway, I'm really hoping that Pat's going to save me on this one because <laughs> there's 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 a lot of slide going on in there. there you, yeah, yeah. you know, I was, there's no there's no reverb going on. There's no delay. But you know what? There's if you took away your delay. There would be slide going on, and I'm sure you had a big boner listening to that. Yeah, this is one of those tunes. Like, like I hear what Matt saying about the the popularity of it, and, and even when you said, "Okay, it's you know scar tissue," I really tried to listen to this song because I've heard it millions of times. I've heard it in malls. We've all That's heard the it thing. everywhere, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I loved this album when it first came out. I remember uh, how amazing this album sounded, and especially the drums. I remember the first time I heard the drum, the song "Around the World." I was like, holy shit, this is a great sounding album. When it first came out, I loved every song, and including Scar Tissue. The Sly guitar is great. Definitely hear what you're saying about it being a melodic Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Like the last chorus in that song, when the harmonies drop down for the first time in the song, I always loved that moment. And I think Kiedis is tone deaf, so I can't imagine <laughs> the amount of time it took them to probably put this song together was probably off the charts. He so actually I- is, eh? Mm-hmm. yeah is he really yeah they have to work with him forever until he memorizes how it feels to sing the songs uh, that was yeah. that why he sort of uh i'll say raps so many songs yeah i think that was yeah. it yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so i think there was probably a lot of work that went into this album and that song yeah i'll give it a thumbs up because you know if you just ignore everything about this song and this album and the popularity i do think it's a really good song well i'm glad somebody dropped their preconceived notions of the song no, i you. couldn't do it i <laughs> tried so Andrew, as a drummer, you must appreciate what Chad Smith is doing in that song. I love it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up to you, Mike. Let's go, baby. I think once we get one thumbs down, it has to be thumbs down, right? Like you guys. What? Are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry, baby. Cry That's for right. me. Come on. Cry. I told him, well, dude, that was fun. That was that was uh 
I have I still have stuff on my list that I'm like, fuck, I wish I played that. I wish I played that. What's on um, your list, Bobby? Uh what is on my list? I had a short list of I a couple of stuff. Misogyny by Rusty, yeah, sorry. Uh and I had uh the man who told everything by doves. Um uh-huh. yeah. Doves keep song. going, keep going. Uh, Wake Me When It's Over by Long Wave. I'd turn by Travis because I feel like we didn't really touch on, on the acoustic Actually, we, space. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. So we yeah, had a, we had um, yeah. we had some really, really good sounding acoustic songs like pop songs. And I thought Travis was Travis, in, yeah. the, in the 90s. So I think I think the next show when we get you guys all on here again is, is we should play a couple of LGC songs just for the listeners so that everybody kind of gets a sense of, of what you guys were. And uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get a sneak peek of some of your new stuff or, or the new to us, the old stuff that's all new again. I mean, <laughs> that sounds great. We'd, we'd like, we'd like to hear some of that. I think it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great show having you guys on here and getting some of the history of Leon's groovy cut. I, I wish I knew where Leon was because I would love to have Leon himself come on the show. The big reveal. And, and actually have a listen to this and see what he thinks of what was and what's to be. You know, <laughs> Do you guys like, want to track him down? Or? He could still be cleaning Bears Road Shopping Center well, for all we know. What's probably at an appropriate social distance. Yeah, that, well, that's true. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the important thing. Yeah, he's got he's got one of those big hoops on that he wears. <laughs> Sweeping within the hoop. Yeah, yeah. Nobody come within my hoop. That'll be on the logo. If we do put out a record, that'll be we'll change the logo. He has a COVID loop. Yeah, <laughs> a six. Leon in the bubble. Six yeah, Leon radius. in the bubble. <laughs> Watch out for Leon's droplets. I'm sure most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> LGD. Leon's groovy. Uh, <laughs> and the band splits in two. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. So do we have a grand winner tonight? Do we have a, I guess, between Matt and Pat, right? Someone's got to play. One, a song. one of you guys has to play a winning song. So why don't, you know what, Matt, Matt's, Matt's been a winner twice on our yeah, show. Let's give it to Pat. We yeah. yeah. We, we got to give it to Pat. All right. Um, you know what? I'll pick one. It's uh, a band you guys already mentioned, and but it's an album that I, I was really into around when we were doing Delay. I think you were too, Bob, when we were in university. And it's Flaming Lips Flight Test. I mean, for me personally, they started the album with the best song. That was the best song on that album. Still, as soon as I hear that song and it breaks into the chorus, that's when I get the tingles. As soon as the chorus yep. starts on that, or towards the end of the song, I guess, when they repeat the chorus, everything stops the, the, for about two seconds or a second or so. Music, everything stops. And then the chorus starts again. And uh, I just like that couple of seconds of silence just does something for me and love that song. So definitely a thumbs up for me. Ace, what are you thinking about that? We saw those guys, what, a hundred times one year. Can't not give that a thumbs up. Every time they put so much effort into that song, well, all their live shows, balloons and confetti and everything, and they did it every single show. Can you imagine? Yeah, their live shows. Didn't they, didn't they do a, a series of shows where everybody had to wear headphones? Uh-huh. Like everything, everything was pumped through headphones? They didn't actually... I don't know if they did the headphones thing, but they did this experiment in a parking lot. Uh, it was a few records before Hishimi where they handed out uh, different 
cassette players to like a hundred different audience members and Wayne Kuhn would uh, conduct when you push play on oh, your yeah, tape really? and okay. stop. Cool. They also about two months ago did a full bubble show, everyone in bubbles, because they've been doing the bubble thing (laughs) way before the pandemic, obviously, and he's been rolling on the bubble, but they just did a a show when everyone was in a bubble. I also met him one time and he was like the coolest fucking guy <laughs> on the entire planet. Yeah, I was really. going to say, your hair is really shaping up like primary. Yeah, I was going to say, you can kinda, yeah, you're looking a little bit like him actually. Yeah, you got cool Wayne Coon hair. I love it. Um, it's definite thumbs up. I won't leave you lingering. It's not my favorite era of the Flaming Lips. I actually like uh, some of the later stuff. Um, there's a record called The Terror, which is oh, yeah. awesome. It's mm. super, super dark and weird. I like this record. I just found it a little polished for what I wanted from the flaming lips for a record in itself it's amazing but uh mm. i just like it when they were more acidy and tripped out and stuff like that so i, I had played uh, on an earlier tingles episode do you realize because i think that song is brilliant yoshimi it suffers from a little bit of overproduction that song's no different it feels a little crushed uh, maybe a little less atmosphere like almost my ears would fatigue if i listened to it over and over and over and over again oh, i think i don't know if you ever listened uh to that mgmt it's there's a bunch of records right but like when the mastering's so heavy and you're just like it's just a little too much but but big thumbs up love it that was great a good way to end the night and way to go, good, pat. pat perfect show patty perfect show. how do you do it every time Patty? <laughs> doesn't happen every often time. But that was great, guys. Thanks for coming yeah, on the let's, show. Let's yeah, give, let's awesome give, nice. let's give Pat a thumbs up. We got to give him a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Let's get here. Barney in here just to wrap things up. When you feel a tear in your eye, then it's okay. It's okay to cry. And you know, the good thing about Barney is as we get tired in the late hours of the early morning or the early hours of the early morning or whatever the fuck it is, Barney is always there and ready to go. He's always on. He never sounds tired. Um, There's a guy on heroin. That guy's definitely on crazy or coke, something. He's 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 well. He did not live in that purple suit with that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. hanging out with Baby Bop and Jesus, whatever the other orange guy was. Baby Bop's probably dealing on the shit. I would. Yeah, say. yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, that would suggest you've enjoyed it, which is awesome. Please do us a solid and review it or share it with your music buddies and anyone who may be interested in a lighthearted review of some of the songs that have impacted so many over the years. Until next time, keep tingling.